Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thanks so much for joining us for this edition of Word on the Street. We want to get right to it. We have a very special guest on the phone with us. He's the founder of Waterkeeper Alliance, as well as the founder, the chairman of the board, chief legal counsel for Children's Health Defense. He's an activist. Many would say he's an advocate and he loves the children and he loves the environment. Many of you may know him from one of his uh, cases that I actually thought he was not going to get a victory in, but... Monsanto. And then recently there was a movie called Dark Water in 2019 inspired by his DuPont case. Without further ado, Mr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., welcome to Word on the Street. Thanks for having me. Let's get right to it. We know many people listening. We know that you've advocated and you're not, as I know it, you are not an anti-vaxxer. Can we get that straight? Why do people, we know people call you an anti-vaxxer, but why do you buck up against that notion? I look at the science. I want my objective is to have safe vaccines. I am not any vaccine. I want safe vaccines that have the same kind of rigorous safety and efficacy testing that is applied to other medications. Unfortunately, vaccines are exempt from a lot of the safety testing. In other words, they do not, for example, have to do double-blind placebo testing prior to licensing, and none of the currently mandated vaccines on the childhood schedule has ever been subject to a double-blind placebo test prior to getting a license. And because of that, we really don't know what the risk profile is for those products. And you can never know whether that vaccine is actually causing more harms than it's averting. And particularly with products that are zero liability, you can't sue a vaccine company, no matter how negligent they are, no matter how reckless they are, no matter how grievous your injury. And so they have really no incentive to make those products safe. And then, of course, vaccines don't have market forces. So, you know, because they don't, they don't have to spend money for advertising or marketing because they're mandated. So they also don't have to make their vaccines safe from a market point of view. So there literally is no reason for them to make that product safe. We had when they passed that law, Congress passed that law and Reagan signed it in 1989. We had, when I was a kid, I, we, there were three vaccines. Now children are required to take 72 vaccines before they graduate from high school. And that changed in 1989 because suddenly when they passed the law saying you can't sue a vaccine company, vaccines became enormously profitable and there was a gold rush on CDC to add a lot of new products to the schedule, many for diseases that are not even casually contagious, um, vaccines that we don't need, that are not saving either any or many lives. And um, and you saw this explosion where we went up eventually to 72 doses of 16 vaccines. And at the same time, 
we saw an explosion in chronic disease. So autism went from one in 10,000 in my generation to one in every 34 children today. Um, neurodevelopmental disorders, ADD, ADHD, speech delay, language delay, tics, Tourette syndrome, narcolepsy, ASD, autism, all exploded. The allergic disease. I knew nobody with a peanut allergy when I was a kid. Beginning in 1989, we saw an explosion in peanut allergies going from one in 1,200 to one in every 12 kids now have food allergies, allergic rhinitis, asthma, anaphylaxis, eczema suddenly appeared. Never heard of it before when I was a kid. None of course, all the autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile diabetes, uh, Crohn's disease, grave disease, all of them exploded. And the thing of it, there's 400 diseases that are became epidemic after 1989. And all of those diseases are listed as side effects on the manufacturer's inserts for those 72 vaccines. And the thing is about manufacturer's inserts, that's the one place where these companies tell the truth because the only way that you can still sue a vaccine company under the Vaccine Act is if you can prove that they knew of an injury that is being caused by their product and they failed to list it on the manufacturer's insert. So, you know, they list on one of the DTP vaccines, they list autism. They don't say, they, they deny it publicly that it causes it, but in the place where it really counts, they're saying, yeah, it causes it. We are talking to Robert, we're talking to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's an activist and environmental lawyer, and you have a, something going on. You're talking about vaccines. Let's speed up to what is happening tomorrow. You and other world-renowned doctors, scientists, and lawyers, you are putting the COVID vaccines on trial in a free public forum. That's right. And it's in Atlanta. And we encourage people to attend. And we're going to be looking at the Moderna vaccine and the, um, and the Pfizer vaccine. The, you know, these vaccines, uh, those two vaccines particularly are problematical because they use a new technology. It's never been used before. Um, and we don't know what the long-term health effects are. It uses little tiny um, metallic objects called nanobots or nanoparticles to deliver uh, RNA directly into the cells, which then generates a protein that's supposed to give you antibodies, but nobody knows what the long-term effects are. And there's a lot of science that indicates that we may have really you know, dangerous long-term effects. On the short term, I think the Moderna vaccine is by far the more dangerous. During the clinical trials, 100% of the people who got the Moderna vaccine after the second shot um, got adverse events. And after the first shot, you had 6% of the low-dose group had serious adverse events, which means hospitalization or medical attention required, and 21% of the high-dose group. So that's one out of every five people who got the vaccine, the high-dose group, and one out of 20 who got the low-dose group got seriously injured. And this is the kind of product that could never, ever get FDA approval because it's too dangerous. And yet they're giving it emergency use authorization. It still is not approved by the FDA, and I doubt if it will be. But it's getting emergency use authorization um, because uh, 
you know, essentially it's too big to fail. And that vaccine during the A's two clinical trials has had a death rate that is six times the death rate for the Pfizer vaccine. So if you're going to get a vaccine, if you choose to do it, make sure it's the Pfizer and not the Moderna. Neither of them were shown to prevent deaths. Neither of them were shown to prevent transmission. So you can, you know, the, the indicators are that you can get the vaccine and still spread the disease. Which, which does the question. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. What, I was going to say what you're getting ready to say. Go ahead. You say it better than I do. Well, that begs the question of why are we getting the vaccine? Exactly. If you can still spread it, it's not going to end the pandemic. You're still going to have to wear the mask. They're still going to do the lockdowns. And you may become an asymptomatic carrier. I mean, what it means is when you get the vaccine, you can still catch the disease, but your symptoms will be maybe disappear, but you're still potentially spreading it. And neither of those two vaccines prevented any deaths in the study. We don't even know if they prevent deaths. What they do is they make the disease milder. That's the only thing they had to prove. Now, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is um, about to get emergency use authorization did prevent death. So if you had to take one and you know, you're worried about dying, the one to take is the Johnson & Johnson. We're on the phone with uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and we're talking about the COVID-19, the event tomorrow. We'll give people information for, but I do want to ask this because you've been, I, I first saw you speak in public. The first time I got introduced to the, I guess what would be called the vaccine movement um, was I saw you speak at the Fox Theater when um, Minister Farrakhan came down and you guys released the um, the uh, the documentary Vaxxed uh, by Dell Bigtree. And so that's the first time I'd even gotten I'd even found out about this whole movement that exists. The movement that exists. How is it different or the same? The anti-vax movement, the same uh, is it the same group of people talking about COVID, or do you see more and more people distrusting the COVID vaccine? No, I think the movement has exploded because I think more and more people, you know, when it was going to kids, a lot of people don't have kids and they just assume that, you know, it doesn't affect them directly. When people start saying, you know, seeing what how the sausage is getting made, how quickly it was rushed, and they're seeing these waves of deaths, you know, in the nursing homes now after vaccination, and, you know, they, 75 people dying in Gibraltar, in New York, upstate, I think, 22 in that nursing home, and Belgium and Spain and uh, all over the country, you're seeing these wave of deaths immediately following vaccination in nursing homes. A lot of people are saying, wait a minute, um, I need to take a second look at this. And particularly African-Americans are concerned because African-Americans are disproportionately vulnerable to vaccine injury. We know this, and the CDC knows this, that um, for at least some vaccines, blacks have a much more robust immune system than whites. And what happens is when the, the vaccine is meant to overstimulate your immune system, you have to be very careful not to, to stimulate it too much because then you can cause autoimmune disease and your immune system starts attacking your own organs. And that's what lupus is. That's what diabetes is. That's what... Um, some forms of asthma, and that's what heart rheumatoid arthritis and all these autoimmune diseases. Well, it turns out that blacks 
in order to develop an antibody response, need only half the viral antigen as a white. And so if you give them double what they need, the chances are much greater that they're going to end up with autoimmune diseases. And this study was done by the Mayo Institute by a very, very big vaccine proponent, supporter named Andrew Pollard. And he was shocked by what he found. And he warned CDC, we've got to look at these vaccines. One size does not fit all. And the vaccines that are good for white people are not necessarily good for black people. They could be. We could be giving them too much. And that could be one of the reasons being so much autoimmunity in black kids. Oh, you know, I think there's more and more blacks who understand that and who are um, reticent or reluctant because they do not believe that the system is being um, adjusted for their needs, but instead it's kind of a one size fit all. Do you think? Do you think that there's a lot of leaders within a black community who have been coming out and telling the African American community they've been pushing it and imagery and telling you know taking it Spike Lee, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, people like this. They've been using those kind of you know large popular figures to push. This. Is that a reason to be concerned off the top, just to be concerned that why are you pushing this on us? Well, I think that, and that's been true particularly in Atlanta, the CDC is in Atlanta, and you have a lot of the core black leadership in Atlanta, and there's a long relationship with that community, and I do think that it's, um, I think people need to be more discerning. I think most of the people who are doing these, you know, um, these PR campaigns for CDC do not, are not really looking into the issue carefully. They're just, they're trusting their doctors. That's what they're doing. And it's not always um, the best strategy. What we tell people is do the research yourself. Do not trust me. Don't trust what I say. Listen to me. Listen to your doctor. Listen to other people, but then do your own research. You can't, there's no such thing as trust the experts. You need to do your own research and protect your own health and take responsibility for your own health. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.